anybody there? Hello. Hello. Jesus. Hello, how are you? Oh, I'm well. I'm well. Glad to know. Thanks so much for taking the time to do this. I'm really, really excited to get to talk to you and learn a little bit more about your amazing work. But do you mind if we start at the beginning? Sure, 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 sure. Of course. Where does your story begin? Okay, so I've, uh, I'm Mexican and I, I live in Mexico City right now. And I started doing theater uh, almost 20 years ago. Like mm. I was. I was making like a recall on the last <laughs> week and it's almost, it's been almost 20 years and I started doing theater uh, and it evolved as it usually does. Like besides from theater, I started doing dance and then I started in going into music, like mm. a little bit of everything. It, it's been a fun ride. And uh, especially my work with dance in, in particular with this dance company started like 12 years ago when I started like dancing for them and making like character parts in ballets like Sleeping Beauty or Don Quixote, like all of the characters, characters that were needed. Mm -hmm. And um, my passion for dance really started to grow in, in those times because I was at the same time like acting, doing a little bit of musical theater, mm -hmm. a little bit of singing now and then. But uh, it was dance that captured like yeah. my idea. That's the one that really spoke to you, right? That held your soul. Be, yeah. yeah. In that moment. In that. Moment. <laughs> so, uh, is is this something that you started when you were when you were a kid, or did you find this in school? Or I actually found it in school. It it was a, it was actually pretty funny because I was really uh, interested in like in biology and chemistry. Oh. I was very good at that, <laughs> and I thought for a moment that I that that was going to be like my path, you know, like chemistry. I really was fond of all of that world for some reason. <laughs> also, biology, like the sea, like um, I don't know. I thought that that, that was my path, but uh, actually, singing came into my life as an opportunity during one of our school festivals it was actually a uh, mother's day festival when i was asked to sing with a friend <laughs> who was afraid to sing <laughs> and she was and uh, she was she she came to me because she was afraid of singing by herself and probably because i was always like very outspoken and very outgoing and mm. she she probably thought that i could be like the perfect person to be <laughs> on like, stage she's with. gonna back me up yeah exactly <laughs> so we went and we sung and it was funny the reaction of the people was like wow this this guy can really sing and uh and for me too for me too it was like a realization like a very important realization of something that you didn't know you could mm -hmm. possibly do mm -hmm. And it, it all started from there. I started taking voice lessons. One of my uh, sisters got me into theater camp mm. and uh, it all started from there. Oh, wonderful. What were you listening to at the time or what were you experiencing? Were there like um, movies or plays or, or music that you, um, that, that kind of spoke to you at the time? At that moment, it's uh, funny. I was obsessed with two with two things that I can recall. Uh, 
Sarah Brightman, mm. which she was like, <laughs> wow, like, it. <laughs> like she was it for me at the moment. And also Mulan Rouge, the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you're my generation. I think uh, <laughs> when that movie came out, like we're all like, okay, this is this is incredible. This is amazing. This is like something new. This is like something so so different from from all classic mu movie musicals. You know, mm -hmm. all the the contemporary music yeah. and the contemporary storytelling as well. Uh, so those were like my soundtracks because <laughs> obviously I was influenced by pop and uh christina aguilera britney spears and all of them <laughs> but at the same time like both sarah brightman and the mulan rouge movie and what could present as a possibility possibility it was very fun mm. yeah no it's incredible so when did you start working professionally was this like right immediately after school or did you take a break or do something else i went into music school and I started doing theater. Mm. So at the same time, I was in both. A pro it was ver a very fun experience for me during my first years in theater mm -hmm. because I was doing matinee matinees of Once on This Island, mm -hmm. the musical, and night performances of Rent. Wow. <laughs> so it was How like. Were you alive? <laughs> were you like. But I, I mean, I was very young. Yeah. I was very, very true. young. <laughs> and at the same time, I didn't know, I didn't knew at the moment how much of an actual toll on my body it was mm. taking. Wow. It was like three or four months where both performances clashed together. But I was actually like living the dream, going yeah, to the theater yeah. all day and to different theaters, actually. Like, yeah. Uh, both theaters were like 45 minutes apart one from another so when i finished <laughs> once on this island i was, was like uh, taking off my makeup from that and ru running into rent which was a completely different experience i was barely 18. Wow. i was like the youngest of the young of the rent company and oh, all amazing. of the, all of them were like pros and like mm -hmm. in, here in mexico city and i was like the, the kid who was like so excited about everything and everyone was like yeah yeah theater man <laughs> so were you uh were you doing the shows in in spanish then like the translated shows yes yeah both how, of them i'm curious like as as somebody who speaks english and spanish like how how is that experience of doing a work in, in spanish that's been translated from a different cultural kind of perspective like is there is there like tension there in the work or are you able to find new things that speak to like a Mexican audience? Uh, especially like in plays like rent that are so big in, in the U S but I'm just curious, like what, what that's like. And also I think that for example, taking rent as the example, uh, much of the translation and the adaptation that has to, to come for us to understand what you mean when you talk about Susan Sontag and all the things that we are not really familiar with, even though we have like a briefing at the end of the of the program when when we were where they explained mm. all the people that they talked about during the play. Okay. But I really love doing things in Spanish, knowing the English material. Mm. Not only because it's my mother tongue, my mother language but also because I connect immediately uh -huh. with that. Uh -huh. um, when, I, 
well, well for example I, I i was in in new york city at the atlantic acting school and i remember my monologues from there mm -hmm. and when i see like the spanish translation it just immediately clicks mm -hmm. like immediately and sometimes the english has to go through like a process of okay so like a much more rational process it just comes out so organic yeah exactly I, I was always curious about that because i've never had the pleasure of performing in spanish which is the first language i i knew but now you know i've i've been living here for for so long that like i don't want to lose it but then i feel like you know there's still a little bit of a disconnect in english where perhaps there's something like you were saying the mechanics of it kind mm -hmm. of uh kind of prevent you from doing something but what's a show in in spanish that you feel really speaks to you that's that's like a um a written in in spanish show something that's like have something you, that's written in spanish yeah yeah that's originally in spanish are there some shows uh, cuz i don't know i don't know um like mexican theater so well so I'm mm -hmm. not sure, like, what are the, the big shows that, um, that are, are in Spanish? Yeah, we have, like, uh, one big show running right now, which is called Mentiras, uh -huh. which is, like, a jukebox musical. Oh, okay. Uh, even though they have, like, four female protagonists and just one, one man, mm -hmm. I think it's, like, that, that, that show really speaks to the majority of the people. It's like the Mamma Mia of Mexico okay. in a way, because people go and get insane. They are insane in the theater. But if we talk about a little bit more like classical theater, I would say anything about Federico Garcia Lorca. Oh, Lorca. Okay. For example, uh, even though there's not a part for me, other uh, uh, nonetheless, we could make it like a drag version or something like that. Uh -huh. In La Casa de Bernarda Alba. Mm. That is a play that I, I don't know how many times I've read it, but every time I read it, I feel like so connected. And it's just like, uh -huh. he I, I don't know, he knew women so incredibly well. And sometimes I feel that uh, myself in, in that position because I have five sisters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I have like my mom and like my aunts. Mm -hmm. So I, I've been surrounded by women all my life. So yeah. when I read La Casa de Bernardo Alba, I start casting people. <laughs> yeah. This sister could be that. And this sister could be that. Oh, and I so love that. I love that so yeah. much. Um, no, I, I imagine like that you, I think it's something that I definitely identify with you in that, um, you know, my mom was my predominant caretaker, you know, my dad was around, but like I have two sisters, you know, and it seems like there was a lot of female energy in the house. And I think it informed a lot of my sensibilities. Do you feel like that's still predominant in your, in the way that you see the world and the way that you kind of approach life, something that is very much shaped by that? Yeah, but not anymore. I've decided that I'm going to go in different paths and, uh, <laughs> I think my sisters made me very sensitive and they mm. made me very emotional. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, there, there was a moment in my life when I, I said, like, I cannot live like this anymore. Yeah. I need to be a little bit more strong. I need to be a little <laughs> bit more like rough and tough because sometimes, especially in arts, sometimes yeah. you have to have like a very tough skin yeah, to get actor. all the 
yeah, yeah. to get all the no's and to get all the thank you and yeah but it's and, what and, makes and, you a really really good artist i can tell you know it, um I, I was just gonna say uh i feel like you have to find that balance but you yeah you speak with such an honesty about it that i know that uh it's probably the thing that makes you stand out is that ability to see things that people who are jaded right like who are kind of closed off a bit um yeah aren't able to see i want to go back to you studying in new york you know in that that time in your life what was it like leaving home to to come and study or or can you tell me about that time period yeah uh the first time i was in new york city it was 2018 uh i was there for a small amount of time but it was amazing i had already been working in theater here in mexico and to see how far, how close we are to what they are doing already, mm-hmm. it's nice. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, we are not so far off from the real thing. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. sometimes when I went into master acting master classes or singing master classes, I was like, oh my God, I already know this. Oh, and wow. it's obviously thank you, thanks to Mexican teachers, mm-hmm. you know. And that's like incredible. We are not far off from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we are lacking is just the, the funds and the money, <laughs> but like the, the the sensitivity and the artistry and the preparation is already here, which is amazing to know. Uh-huh. And this last time when I was doing the conservatory at the Atlantic, it was obviously a much more larger uh, amount of time. And it was difficult because you really miss your family. You really miss the pers- the people who are uh, like waiting for you. And sometimes it was even like hard to not give the proper attention to the people who were waiting back here for you. Because I was like so flooded with things yeah. and monologues and scenes and work right. that I could actually not give time to anybody else mm-hmm. like just my scene partners or my teachers and i went into my apartment and i crashed and sometimes i got texts from my sisters or my mom and i was like i love you but i i actually cannot talk to you right now i have like five yeah. percent emotional and spiritual battery uh-huh. and i hope you understand that it's nothing against you it's just that i cannot it's it's a lot of emotional investment i mean time alone i mean i can't imagine a conservatory where that's like 24 7 all that you have to think about uh it's got to be a lot but was it worth it incredibly worth it yeah yeah um you know just I, i i have like two defining moments in in my oh my god this was this is what i came to do which is one of the one of my last scenes was from the normal heart by larry kramer mm-hmm. and when my scene finished my teacher was red mm-hmm. of all the tears that she had been shedding mm-hmm. throughout the scene mm-hmm. and and she was like i don't know what to say and she stepped out and i was like yeah. you did it Thank you did you. it <laughs> how cool is that yeah yeah but see i i imagine that you you go back home with just an like a full discovery of yourself to realize you know this is really going to put me 
on track to continue to develop here. So what do you think were the main takeaways coming back home and saying like, these are the things that I can apply right now or the things that are going to make a difference? Did you feel like there were some immediate changes? Yes, especially in like confidence, mm -hmm. uh, like in a, in a sense of I cannot, I cannot keep waiting for people to produce things for me or for uh, in the heights to come to Mexico yeah. or, you know, some, something that speaks to my Latino uh, yeah. look. Uh, so, yeah, especially thinking about that is what can I write? What can I, how can I see myself on stage? How can I see my family on stage? How can I see my friends on stage? Mm -hmm. Especially that is like the most important takeaway that I brought from it. Nice. Nice. So, uh, do you feel like you're going to be doing more independent work in the future, kind of like on your own initiating stuff, or is that something that you've been doing for a while already? I have not, I have, I have actually not been doing it, uh, for the most part. Mm. Uh, when I started doing this, I tried to do one concert a year mm -hmm. just for the sake of me being on stage by myself. Uh-huh. But it lasted like five years mm. uh, of five consecutive concerts. But now I'm thinking about like, okay, so maybe maybe that idea was good for that moment. Mm -hmm. But what about if I write something? What about if I yeah. write something for other people? What if I, right. I'm immediately thinking of even plays like, oh my God, I saw that in New York City and I want to try to bring it to Mexico with this actress and this actress mm -hmm. and maybe this actor. Right. So yeah, very much of us uh, of a self-producing even. Uh, yeah, and I I love that. I I think it's the the future for actors and people who have that drive because it's so. I don't know how commercial it is. It seems like it's like uh, Mexican theater might have gotten to that point where it's just as commercialized as what's going on over here. You know, in New York, and they're always doing these big productions, uh, jukebox musicals and stuff like that. But. Uh, maybe the independent artist is the saving grace the the one that might have to you know start creating interesting work um but it is a, a burden i can imagine like a big toll um do you, did you did it take a lot out of you to produce those shows like when you were doing dance on your own it actually did not oh good good I, I, I am very I am very friendly <laughs> and when I need a favor I'm not afraid to ask <laughs> um, sometimes I would have I, I remember one of my last concerts in a, almost every song I sung I had a different dancer on the background nice because I was like I need to fill this show with yeah. people. I cannot be by myself, just like singing like a crazy person. <laughs> I, I need people to see other things. Would you come and dance to my show? Yeah. And I started asking like, uh, I don't know, 20, 25 people. And I had like 12, oh, 12 awesome. of them said yes. Yeah. And, and I was like very thankful. So I'm not afraid of, of asking for help. And also I'm not afraid of um, understanding that it's a give and take. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they, they, the dancers need an edit of their music or because they, they teach or they are going to a competition or mm -hmm. something. Oh, okay. So you did that for me here. Here you go. Mm -hmm. Let me do the favor for you. Right. So that's very nice. Yeah. So there's, there's a sort of like an economy of trading 
because everyone's kind of starting at the same level and you need to help each other out. That's really the only way that it's yeah. going to work. And, you know, it's, it's very much what I think I've done for the longest time too, is just like, Hey, if you want a reel, I'll edit the reel for you, you know, just come and be in this project or, you know, if you want to do a play or whatever, but yeah. it's exciting. I mean, it keeps you, keeps you going. So, um, can you tell me about the project that you sent me the video for the, um, the, the street project where, where the, it was ballet presented in the middle of traffic during the, the, the intersections. Yeah. Could you tell me a bit about that? Cause that was amazing. That was great. Yeah. So that actually happens when I came back from New York city, the first time, uh, there was a photographer who is like, uh, he was like very insistent on taking pictures of the girls in the middle of traffic. And I was afraid of it because, you know, Mexico city is still very, uh, yeah. aggressive in a way. And, uh, I, I did not want to expose the girls to catcalling or mm. to anyone like trying to surpass like a limit. So I was very scared of it at the beginning, but then we went to the actual like midtown mm. and the response of the people was amazing. Like yeah. people like stepped out, uh, women were like following us, like just like defending in a way the ballerinas, even though they, there was no need for it because people were very respectful. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. Cause yeah, like when, when I saw that, you know, in the video started, I was like, I wonder how many times these, these artists were accosted or maybe like, you know, they received something cause La Mexicanada, you know, like we do what we do and, and sometimes it gets a little bit, um, rowdy in the wrong way. Um, yeah. so that's really good to hear because maybe they're, they saw that there was that need to see exactly. some art, to break it up, you know, break up the routine. Um, but it's good responses then exactly and then like a, a few weeks later the government uh called and they said like we are having this festival in midtown and we would like you to be part of it like mm -hmm. dancing on the streets wow. would you like to do that would you like to it's actually called festival internacional de la ciudad de mexico uh -huh. and they have like all of these big companies from around the world coming and it was a great opportunity for us, a great, oh, yeah. great opportunity. Yeah. And we are actually doing it uh, again. I, I just got back from it. Like, oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be a constant or an ongoing project for you, hopefully for the next. Yeah. Time. We are doing it at least once a year now. Oh, how cool. It's a very, very amazing project. I hope it takes in other places too for you. Um, I was curious of community. It seems like you have a very strong sense of community in your creative, you know, um, like your creative gatherings. Do you folks ever collaborate together on, on new projects or is this something that comes from you to say, okay, I want to, I want to do this, you know, how much of it is, is community coming together to, to come up with something? Cause I, I mean, I ask because I'm not a dancer, so I, I definitely don't know how creation happens in in those projects we usually do it by by demand in a way okay. so if we have an, uh, an opening like a theater is like presenting us with you know i, I have like uh, a weekend next 
in the next two months would you like to come for example in december mm. uh do you do you have time to prepare something and then you would be like <laughs> I mean, obviously, you say yes first of all, yeah. and then you deal with whatever you need to deal. We got it. Yeah, it's like yeah, for sure. I need. It has happened quite a lot. Like, you know, I, and we have in two weeks something. Do you have something prepared? Oh my gosh, mm. for sure we have something. <laughs> and then you scramble through everything yeah. that you have danced and through all the people that you know. But it's very much like that, um, except when we are when we have like our staple shows, uh, which is which are like four four staple shows. Mm -hmm. If they are not asking for one of those, uh, if they are asking for one of those shows, it's easier uh -huh. because you know how many people, you know how many dancers, you know how many pro uh, from production team. Uh, but if you don't know that, sometimes it's funnier. Sometimes. Uh, it's it's a different sensation to mm. come up with something out of nothing right. in a matter, matter of weeks yeah yeah do you have any memories or stories from a project that that didn't work like if there's any lessons of a project that just didn't work at all and then you said i'm not going to do that again but maybe something good came out of it uh you know uh this one actually <laughs> um this this particular year uh we have already done four shows like weeks before and and the one today i think that uh, people are not responding in the same way as they used to mm. uh, people are starting to get annoyed about the possibility of of having to stay for a, a minute longer on the on the red light than yeah. they should. Uh, the people who are supposed to help us from each of the districts of Mexico City have not been like as accommodating as they used to. Mm. So we are like today. I actually had a talk with the dancers after the show, and mm. I was like thinking like maybe this is it for us. Box, you know yeah. maybe this is like we we still have four shows to go mm -hmm. uh but i but i but i spoke to them and i was like maybe this is it maybe this is the lifespan of the project and it, it's also fine mm -hmm. i i don't think we should try to push it beyond what it's supposed to be right especially because i don't want to hurt any of you i don't want any of you like run over uh -huh. or like being like uh aggressively treated by anybody huh. so yeah it, that's that is happening like uh, today <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah but that's you know it's great that you have the awareness to realize that and and be realistic about it listen we don't want to put anyone in danger let's you know we had a good run let's move on but um do you know that if there's anything else on the horizon that you want to work on specifically or, or something that is really inspiring you right now to pursue? I would really love to do more theater dance. I would really like for dancers to speak mm. on stage. Yeah. I would really love to put them on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something that I would love to do because I see how they freeze when they are presented with the opportunity opportunity of speaking yeah. they are like nah, i don't want to do it and, 
And I would love to open that for them, yeah. especially since since that happened to me. I, I was a, a dancer primarily, mm -hmm. and then I started like emerging into an actor, evolving yeah. into an actor. Uh, and I, 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 I would like to do that. I would like yeah. to write something where they speak at yeah. some at, at some time. Yeah, and I agree with you on something that that you're saying here because I believe I personally believe that dancers have the ability to be the complete performer. Yeah, they're just this close because they need to overcome that part of it, as you said, which is pretty inspiring because like dance is everything right everything everything comes from dance the singing the performing and everything but having that control over your body is so exciting and and it's full of possibility so for me like i i love working with dancers but i hope that you get that done because everyone you need to get as many dancers to become regular actors so that they can use their powers uh give us amazing amazing work i got a couple more questions to be respectful of your time um, uh, but, um, can you, uh, tell me what, uh, what are some things that you're watching right now or experiencing right now, whether it's music, film, theater, that is inspiring you something that you're, that you're, uh, going to enjoy as a viewer. Um, I just, I just came from New York city, so I'm going to speak a little bit about that. Um, I saw Moulin Rouge <laughs> and it blew my mind. It was like a full circle yeah, moment. Yeah, a dream come true, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> uh, and also, my one of my very, very good friends, one of the girls who got me my first job ever was at the city in that moment. And I was like, I want to take you to see Moulin Rouge because I'm dying to see Moulin Rouge. <laughs> and I want to share this with you. I want to take you. And we had like the most amazing time. And we discovered something very interesting in how people on Broadway, to, to, to speak, to, uh, to, 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 to say it like uh, mildly, really take care of themselves. Mm. Uh, they were very cautious with how much they lift their leg how much they stretch, mm -hmm. how much they, how much energy they put into the things. I saw very, a lot of cautiousness in a moment when they were like walking, walking, walking. And it was just one moment of bah, explosion. And then they came back to not stillness, but very much control and very much awareness and understanding of their bodies. Mm. I was very inspired by that because I was like, yes, they need to do it like for at least six more times this week. And then the next week they have to do it eight more times. And then the next week and then the next mm. week. So I was very inspired about like, how, how do they take care of themselves first? Mm. And they are not giving their all to a show that it's eventually going to close. Yeah. Yeah. And it's eventually not going to be there and they're going to have to find another place to go. Yeah. They have to preserve themselves first and foremost, but that's great that you identified it. Cause you know, like the average person is going out like, Oh, they were amazing. But you as the performer, you can identify this is at 90% because they have to be right. You know, but and sometimes that's all you need. You don't have to be 
a hundred percent all the time slaving away and hurting yourself yeah 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 and I, and actually fernanda she's a choreographer and a dancer and we were both like yes props <laughs> to you for taking care of yourself first yeah. because how many times we have gone on stage to give a hundred percent and the next day a hundred percent and then on monday and tuesday that you get to rest you don't want to get up of your bed and uh -huh. what happened to the rest of your life yeah. and what happened to your family and what happens to your friends and right you know like how can you be a, a really well-rounded performer who does not sacrifice mm. uh, themselves for the job yeah that's such a great point i mean it's something that needs to be said more because a lot of us whether you're you're writing or you're technical or a dancer actor you want to give everything every single moment of every day and i think a lot of companies a lot of institutions rely on that they rely on you, on you as the performer or the creator to break down and yeah. i i do think that that's pretty uh pretty unfair but great that you're bringing that up now uh two more questions for you real quick um what's on the horizon for you what do you um uh, oh well you told me kind of that you were looking to write something to to have your dancers perform but uh um let me ask you this one then what is your hope for the future for mexican theater for the work that you want to bring to your community i want to break the mold of friendlyism. Uh, I don't know if you like kind of get this word like amiguismo. Amigu like, yeah, yeah, I only want to me. work with my friends. Oh, okay. okay. You know, that's a thing here. And I would love to break that. Mm -hmm. I would love to, if I do a production, I would love a whole new team of artists, of, of people on stage, of people on on staff mm. like i would love a whole new group of people mm -hmm. and see what happens and i would love a whole new group of people for the next one because sometimes i think i i, I and i've seen it that productions that run longer or are from the same production company you go and see the same thing that you saw the last time mm. there's no magic right yeah. there's uh, something missing yeah I would love to break that mold. I would love for people to know that it's safe to work with people you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. Last question. What would you say to somebody who's just starting out, especially, you know, a uh, Mexican kid who's looking to explore the arts because I know that we need them now more than ever, but uh, what would you pass on to somebody who's brand new to this, maybe doesn't want to risk getting out there i would say forget about the time you have a lot of time you have no idea how much time you actually have you don't have to 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 have started working yesterday you could get your dream job tomorrow you could get your dream job next week but in the meantime you have to keep trusting and keep doing like what it's pertaining to you you have to keep training, you have to keep going, you have to be understanding of your craft, what you actually like, what you actually want to do. And it'll reveal itself when it needs to. 
I, I, I really think that we get very caught in, I'm late, I've not been cast, mm-hmm. I am not working, what am I doing? Am I on the right path? You know, all these questions of, no, <laughs> there's still a lot of time. I mean, I'm way beyond what I thought I was still going to be doing art for. Way beyond, like 15 years above <laughs> what I thought. Yeah. And I'm still finding things to do. Yeah. It's a beautiful note to end on. And Jesus, I'm so thankful for your time, for this gift of dance and performance that you're bringing to your city, to your people, and uh, for being so open and uh, for caring, for having that kindness in you. Thank you so much for being awesome. And uh, I appreciate it. No, thank you, Jaime. Al contrario, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See, de nada. I'll be in touch real soon. I'm going to send you a link to this episode, but where can we find you on the internet? Do you have a like a, an Instagram or Facebook or uh, where can people go and see your work? Both my Instagram, my uh, Twitter, and now my TikTok, obviously. It's ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> at Jesus M. Garibay. Excellent. And I'll get them in the description so people know where to find you. But Jesus, it's been such a pleasure. And I hope you take care and I'll bug you over the internet in a little bit. (laughs) Perfect. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jesus. You have a great day. Cuídate mucho. Para el otro hablamos en español porque necesito practicar un poquito. Claro, con gusto. (laughs) Bye. Bye.